Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. I'm Sam McCullough and I got here DeFi Advisor as well too. How you doing, sir? What's hey. up, guys? How's it going? So today the markets crashed after a spectacular run-up over the last few months. Bitcoin is down 4.3%. ETH is down 5.2%. The last 24 hours, some alts are down even more. Uh, so we can't really say if this run-up is over. So we're all praying to the, the ghost of Satoshi that it's not. Maybe it's just that we're all too jaded over the last 18 months of the bear market. It's like a bad breakup that never ends. Every new beginning is just the market slapping us back in the facing is dragging us down into depression. You know, like we go back to eating cold beans and mumbling that the institutions are going to come over and over again. But alas, don't be, don't be so sure that we're going to get uh, so much time to do it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be quicker than uh, the last, uh, most of last year. Well, we'll see. So the market yeah. chose black over red and we've doubled our chips in the last year. Bitcoin is up 100% since the beginning of last year. And maybe it's time for people to take money off the table and go do something with it, like blow it in Vegas on less conservative forms of gambling. Yesterday, we saw over $400 million worth of liquidations occurring in the past 24 hours, destroying more long value than we have seen at any time in the last three months. Never really gets old, does it, DeFi Advisor? Definitely uh, not. It's that feeling of of losing it all to a 25x leverage long or maybe even a 50x leverage long, right? <laughs> I mean, really, like, how can you feel anything at this point if you aren't collectively losing a half billion dollars worth of value in a day? What are you even, are you even trying if you were? Uh, I know. <laughs> So it's it's in these super volatile days when over-leveraged traders get their purse snatched out of their hands by the new Binance CEO, Richard Tang, and his crew, where markets whip and prices dip and traders just get wrecked. Um, you know, picking short-term directional outcomes in crypto is, is just always challenging. Really, in any asset class, it's always challenging. You know, but there are several tools that traders can use to, like, hedge, reduce their exposure to the markets. Uh, like with perpetuals or options, like what do you, what, DeFi advisor, what do you do? do you, how do you take risk off the table? Are you just like a spot guy and you, you like sell out when you're ready to get out? I'm a, I'm very much a mostly, at, at least a, at this point in crypto. Mm -hmm. I don't really, uh, I, I, I mostly do stuff like uh, uh, inspired by Noah Seidman, by Captain Rational. So I really just look at the positions and, and I try to look less and less uh, personally, for me at least, uh, uh, after volatility. Although I do think there's a lot and we will probably talk to uh, Moshe soon about it, like uh, mm -hmm. volatility can be used in so many ways. But for me, I'm very like old fashioned, I think. I just want my uh, VECRV uh, or like uh, rapper's uh, position and stuff like that. Or when uh, FXS starts uh, bringing revenue. Because I'm I'm much more into uh, the whole narrative of uh, crypto cash flow from uh, positions that I've already uh, made than the whole uh, trading aspect. But I'm kind of sure that after uh, like more and more inst interesting instruments, uh, like for example what uh, Moshe here is, is here to talk uh, to us about, uh, will be implemented. 
it will probably be much smarter uh, to also uh, do some stuff like that. And also, by the way, I have another surprise uh, coming up uh, in the next few months, I hope, with a project that I've kind of been involved uh, in a way that I'm definitely looking forward, which also is the kind of project that actually thrives on uh, volatility because cool. it's much more into trading. Well, we'll get there in a little bit. But Amen. today we have on the show uh, Moshe Cohen from CVI. And CVI is the crypto volatility index, which tracks the implied volatility of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And for anybody who's not an options trader, implied volatility is just a fancy word for market expectations of how much the price of an asset is going to wiggle in the future, right? So higher volatility means more wiggles, less volatility means less wiggles. And uh, there's this fancy calculation called the Black-Scholes options pricing model, uh, which uses the price of an option to determine implied volatility, right? And so uh, we have on Moshe today, and he's here to come and talk about their V4 implementation. So Moshe, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here, guys. Uh, yeah, interesting days in general. I agree with everything said. Um, and yeah, let's talk about volatility. Right. So, you know, in, in traditional markets, volatility is a pretty big indicator. There are people who just trade what's known as the VIX, which is the volatility of the S&P 500. And they're, it's, it's a good gauge to see what, how much fear there is in the market at the moment, right? When yes. market prices are crashing, when markets are super volatile, VIX spikes, it'll, it'll jump up a lot. Uh, and when market volatility is, is low and people are just not really interested in the markets at the moment or people aren't really you know, expecting prices to move a lot, it's pretty low. Uh, but we really haven't had this type of index product for crypto ever before. Um, so like, what exactly is the CVI and how have you guys brought it to market? So CVI, I mean, <clears throat> you got it pretty much right. The CVI is basically the VIX of the crypto market. Um, so we have the 30 days implied volatility index on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, very much like the VIX, um, the implied volatility index on crypto represents the market expectations on the um, price, price movements of uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum in the next 30 days. So just as a... Uh, as a brief example, if the CVI value is on 50, it means that the market is expecting the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum to move by 50% in an annualized way. So it means like for uh, one month, for 50, the market expects the, the, the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum to, to move by, by around 14%. So this is what the market expects. Um, uh, that the, the price of Bitcoin Ethereum will be in the next 30 days. Uh, so we have the index uh, fully decentralized on-chain. Um, and alongside the index, we have uh, the platform where traders can actually trade against the volatility of the market. So within the platform, you can long um, and uh, selected market makers can also short. In the coming weeks, everyone will be able to either long or short the index. So if you believe that the market is going to experience high volatility, then you better long the index. And then the opposite, if you think that the volatility is going down, then you can short the index. 
Um, so this is the trader sections where we have traders either longing or short in the index. And from the other side, we have what we call the theta vault, the hedge theta vault, which is the liquidity pool um, of the protocol that allows all the ecosystem to thrive, right? Uh, uh, between long and short and, and, and uh, the pool, we need to manage everything that it will be balanced. Um, so this is CVI. What we aim to be, we aim to be what VIX is for the, the, the stock market. The VIX is a highly profitable product. It has more than $1 billion of volume daily, uh, excluding the, the options on the VIX. I'm just talking about the trades on the ETFs. Um, so it's a very, it's a widely utilized product. So highly utilized product. And we, we intend to bring these capabilities into the crypto world. Yeah, when I was trading options way back in the day before crypto, uh, I would always I would I wouldn't really touch the VIX until it I thought it was hitting highs, until the market was crashing, uh, and then I always thought it was a good idea to try to short the VIX because the VIX is a or at least volatility indexes are, are, are almost always mean reverting or they do mean revert right because you can't have high volatility forever. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's. It, High volatility leads to big price swings, uh, which then could lead to prices going down and eventually they have to stop going down and volatility will then collapse. So uh, it, it it's a tried and true index because, you know, you can look at the average of what the volatility index is and say that, oh, hey, if we're below the average, then I should probably be buying volatility. If, I, if we're above the average, I should probably be selling volatility because the expectation over the long term is that it's going to revert back to the average. Or, I mean, it has to revert back to the average just in the way that it's designed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're talking about, I think, uh, one of the, the mostly used ways to trade the VIX, which is the range trading. Uh, there are averages and you always need to maintain between the averages because um, I mean, what, what we have seen on the crypto space is that um, uh, the crypto is still maturing, right? It's not, uh, it's not where the stock market is. So we, th there are differences between how you see the, the, the VIX moving and the CVI is moving currently, uh, at least for the moment. I think that in time, uh, it will be very similar to the stock market. Um, but yeah, I mean, in August and sub September, we, we saw CVI reached an all-time low levels of uh, 34, 35. So it was almost obvious that at some point it will go up um, because, you know, CVI and VIX is the same. If it's very low, you know that at some point it will go up. And it's very if it's very high, you know that at some point it will go down. I think it's the only product that allows this kind of thinking mechanism um uh, rather than you know uh, any other product yeah but unfortunately for these mean reverting uh indexes you never know when it's going to go up and you never know when it's going to go down so even though we're right. in a more elevated state of volatility right now with lots of liquidations happening volatility could always go higher <laughs> i mean that's yeah the, that's the risk right <laughs> yes 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 yeah right. that's that's true yeah. Uh, and that's and that's kind of where like we'll get into the hedge theta vault in a little bit, but that's kind of where the the idea around the the hedge theta trade comes is that you know if you're uh, in these trades, I mean potentially you're losing value in that trade over time by essentially holding that position. Yeah, um, and uh, same thing goes for the people shorting it as well too. Is that you know you could short the markets, but it could move higher 
as well too. Uh, you never really know. So when the CVI was deployed, I mean, it it's kind of a complex product. It it requires a a lot of information to be digested into determining the VIX. So where are you pulling this information from and how do you bring it into the CVI uh, product itself, into the index to create it? So most of the data today is being pulled from uh, the Ribbit, uh, the options in the Ribbit. It's uh, the vast majority of uh, the options data in the crypto space today. Um, we're, we're bringing this data through Chainlinks uh, oracles, uh, so everything is on-chain. Um, we're actually um, using Chainlinks low-latency oracle solutions in uh, the V4. Um, and um, I've already touched V4, so maybe I will share some light on uh, uh, the recent development. But um, CVI, we've been around for three years already. Um, the fourth version is by far the most advanced tool that we that we have published. We had um, certain versions which we achieved a lot with releasing them, but the product itself was not lucrative enough for traders. I think that we, you mentioned some of the pain points of traders because if you want to hold a position on the VIX or on the CVI, you still have, uh, um, I mean, your position decreases uh, decreases over time. And in CVI, um, when you open a position, then you're paying funding fees, right? You're paying hourly funding fees uh, that goes into the, the liquidity providers in this case to mitigate the risk of uh, uh, of basically their deposits. Um, so one big thing that we had on V3 that the funding fees were very high. Uh, they were too high for traders to hold the position for too long. In the fourth version, which, which we just released, we have a hedging mechanism to the Theta Vault, which allows us to reduce the funding fees because we mitigate some of the risk on other channels, right? So it's not just straightforward risk of uh, traders against the liquidity, but rather uh, a bigger ecosystem where we can cover some of the risk. Um, so the funding fees were decreased dramatically. I think that the current uh, in, in the current CVI value, the the, the one-day funding fee is around 0 0.3, 0 0.35% a day. Um, so it allows you to hold a position for longing periods. And when we think about timing and uh, uh, range trading in general, so I think that if you look on the market today and you know that uh, somewhere around January, there is the event of the ETF approval, it probably indicates that the uh, volatility will rise, right? It's not something that will decrease volatility. It's something that will increase volatility, probably. So those are the kind of things you need to identify on the macro level to go into the micro of the CVI trading uh, strategies. Um, yes. Well, let's get into that because I think there was a lot there that you mentioned. Uh, maybe we can start about what the evolution of CVI has been from uh, where it was with the, I guess, V1 now all the way to, to V4. I mean, you talked about some of the changes to the funding rate. Uh, was there anything else that was uh, materially changed inside the protocol? Yes, so I think that um, between um, version 3 and version 4, uh, it was almost a year uh, that it took us to release the, the last version. 
And the reasons uh, for that is that we wanted to really identify the challenges and the pain points of uh, traders in the crypto space today, because it's fairly different from the stock market, right? Um, crypto traders are looking for uh, much bigger opportunities. Uh, therefore, we, um, we introduced the leverage mechanism. It's something that uh, on, the VIX, on the VIX, I think uh, uh, you only have uh, 1.5x leverage or something like that, like uh, something very small, uh, because it is not required to have such a high leverage. In the crypto space, if you are not offering uh, 50x uh, on, on, on your money, <laughs> yeah. no, no one... No, no one uh, no, no, no one is going to trade, well, the, right? So the, the VIX, the VIX on the S and P five hundred has a highly liquid and well developed options options market on top of the index itself. So, like, if you want to get super leveraged on the the VIX, you can buy out of the money calls on the the VIX. Like, if it's a if it's at twelve and you think it's going to go to sixteen or seventeen or something, you can buy. That's how you get leveraged. Essentially, is you're buying like super cheap out of the money calls and hoping that it it gets to uh, that level and if it doesn't then you know you're you you lose that money to uh to theta decay so yeah 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 but, but anyway i think that uh people on the crypto space they are used to uh, uh protocols like gmx where uh, you have a slider with 50x on your position uh it's very easy uh, you can do those kind of things um, so I think that we we always and 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 then again the CVI is not uh, uh, the most straightforward tool. Not anyone can, uh, is able to to understand it in 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 a, in a very quick way. So people need to understand what impacts volatility, what impacts CVI, what what, what are the things that uh, uh, this value even represents. So it's not the same as being exposed to uh, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum straightforward. Uh, but then again, we tried on on uh, the release of, of V4 to combine between those two words, the crypto space specifically, and something that we look on, uh, to the future um, and will represent the future clients of uh, CVI, which can be uh, anything from, you know, DGENs, retails, uh, hedge funds. Uh, there are a large, large variety of uh, potential traders on CVI. Yeah. So uh, the hedging to the Theta Vault and the funding fees, uh, the funding fees were a big concern for traders because um, if I take us back to August where the CVI value reached uh, 35, 36, uh, the one day funding fees that we had was 3.5% uh, a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Super expensive. I mean, at this point, you, you really need to calculate where, when do you go in? And when do you go out? Because it's very expensive. So we, we, we understood that it's a big pain point, but it's a big challenge. And we had to mitigate the risk in some way. And therefore, we, we built the hedge data vault. And now the funding fees were reduced by 70%. So even, oh, in, wow. uh, yeah. so even, even in a, a very low circumstances of CVI, the funding fees will still remain very low, which allow you know, wider opportunities for people to take positions for longer, time, longer times. So oh, one thing I, I wanted to ask about the funding rates actually. So are they dynamic now? Because you know the, the, the cost of options are always changing, right? And the amount of theta decay that you're gonna have in, in the options themselves changes depending on the uh, like the, the market, right? And so it, like previously were the were the funding rates fixed at that three and a half percent? Uh, no, I mean the the funding fees had a maximum level. 
and then they were adjusted as the CVI value went up, right? Um, but all we had in the previous version was uh, a simple peer-to-pool mechanism without hedging. So people were longing, paying the funding fees to the Theta Vault, and that's it. The only way to mitigate the risk for the liquidity providers, for the Theta Vault users, was the funding fees, right? So we had to um, maintain levels of uh, maximum funding fees. And as long as CVI goes up, we could reduce the, the funding fees. Right now, in the, the Ford version, we have a much more um, sophisticated mechanism uh, because we have an inverse platform. We, we, we have the long and the short. The short is currently available only uh, for selected mar market makers. And we have a, a funding countdown. So every two hours, we calculate the amount of long and short that we have. Uh, and we, de we decide if the funding fees uh, is enough or not, like if, if it, it needs to go up or not. So traders know that they have a window where the funding fees will not change. And we have the ability, and the, currently the market makers also have the ability to, to plan ahead. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, in the Ford version, we have uh, long and short, and whenever they're not balanced enough, we have the liquidity pool to balance between them. So this is the mechanism that we've built. Wait, how does that how does that hedge theta uh, vault work? Because that's done through that, right? Like how specifically were you able to build out this this new vault that allows for the reduction in the funding rates? Like what exactly does it do? So basically we have, uh, um, I mean, if I try to keep it simple, we have um, an inverse platform uh, within the, the, uh, the platform itself. Um, and we have uh, uh, the liquidity pool that manages inside um, the, the short positions, right? The, the, the people that can take short positions. Um, so we have long against short and we have the liquidity pool to, to balance between those two. So basically um, the liquidity pool pays the market makers funding fees for their position on the short. And the market makers, they hedge themselves on the ribbit with options uh, from the other side. So they, they live from, you know, this, this small uh, gap with fees from fees. Uh, where they can maintain uh, a small margin, we need to keep it profitable for them uh, and also for the Theta Vault. So this is the challenge. The, the, the Theta Vault takes some of the, uh, some of the funding fees to, uh, to itself and pays some of the funding fees to the short um, and uh, to, the sh to the market makers, the short market makers. And the market makers, they hedge themselves on the rebit with whatever strategy they have, and they live between the, the, the gaps of uh, um, those two strategies. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I know that uh, selling theta is always a, like a good strategy for the long term if you think that you know market's going to move around, but the, the fees that you'll collect from the traders who are trading up and down uh, will, will outpace that. So that's that seems like a very good addition. So what have you seen from the operation of the hedge data vault now that it's been launched? Like, has it been working as intended? Like what's been the, the returns for that vault and uh, how's the uptake been on it? So it's still very fresh. We, <clears throat> we only launched on Wednesday and we're still building up the usage. Um, so I, I can't really uh, uh, talk about uh, APRs and things like that. 
Um, but we, we, we have seen for the moment in the, the very few days that we, we've been live with that uh, around 40% expected uh, APR um, and everything is working as expected uh, on that front. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that we will still have to test it in time and see that uh, everything is maintaining uh, uh, their margins and it's prof profitable for everyone. Yeah. Well, there is some risk that goes into that vault, right? I mean, there is the potential for, for is there potential for like losing money in that vault? If, if the market moves or the... In yeah, I mean, in, in a very extreme conditions, uh, yeah, but um, uh, we, have, we have designed it in a way that long-term holders will be, uh, will be safe. safe yeah. To, yeah. yeah, so it, it's kind of like the, the GLP vaults where like, depending on the profitability of the traders going in one direction, uh, there might be short-term losses to the pool but over the long term the expectation is is that the the funding pulled in from those traders will outpace any sort of uh like single directional uh, losses that are incurred yes yes correct that's pretty cool and it's all priced out in in like uh usdc right yes everything is in usdc that's pretty cool yeah and, and then also with the v4 you have the implementation of uh ultra cvi as well too which is a like a 3x long on top of cvi as well too and some of the people in the in the chat were also saying that you get 16x leverage long on that 3x yeah uh, yeah yeah so 16x leverage is um, um is an option on both uh, cvi and ucvi and cvi uh, ultra cvi is a uh, three times more volatile than cvi every movement on cvi is approximately three times more volatile on on ucvi and if you take those two together, you get almost almost 50x, 48x leveraged position on the CVI index, basically. Right. So, like, how should someone approach CVI? Like, if if I'm coming into this product and it's something that I potentially like to use within my portfolio, like, what should I be thinking about when approaching CVI? So I think that the the I mean the best uh, thing to start with is to understand what implied volatility is and what affects the prices and what are the ranges. I think that this is the first thing that you said uh, that you know when the when you look on when you understand the ranges. Uh, someone once told me that when you understand the ranges of the VIX, it's like a secret that's known for very little, very few people, right? Uh, it's something that uh, you understand, uh, and when you understand that, you know how to trade it and you can profit from it uh, because it's 100% like it's certain that uh, if the VIX or the CVI value are very low, then it will go up at some point. It's certain that it will happen, and when it's very high, you know that at some point it will go down. So, I think that understanding implied volatility is a crucial part um uh, before even getting uh, a trade on the platform um we have a lot of knowledge that we are uh, creating on our uh, twitter um on our official twitter account um, and obviously we have a thriving community people that are uh, very likely to to help anyone who wants to uh, to use cvi um 
And yeah, I think that understanding what the strategy is is an important part because uh, hedging is one thing. You can hedge your portfolio. Why not taking some portion of uh, um, of your money and hedge yourself against uh, volatility events? You can uh, maybe save some money if the market is crashing or if the market is going up and you're on short positions. Um, or you want to do range trading. I know that on VIX and CVI, it's not uh, uh, very common, but on VIX, many people are technically analyzing the graph. So there are many strategies in which you can pick, but you need to understand what CVI is, what it represents, what implied volatility is. And when you do, it's a whole world of, you know, of trades that you can, that you can make. So without getting too deep into the option Greeks, uh, which is is a whole different conversation in itself uh like when you're long btc or long eth essentially you have a, a delta of one right so for every dollar that uh, bitcoin goes up or down you're going to lose a dollar right so with the cvi product uh it essentially is going to hedge out some of that delta uh is there any like quick and easy way to for me to like look at the index and say that okay like i have uh, five Bitcoin worth of exposure right now. And so, you know, I can calculate the, the Delta for that. Like when, if I'm going to buy the CVI product, uh, is there any way for me to easily translate that into my portfolio to say that, okay, I want to, I want to take out, you know, 50% of my, my Delta exposure here. Um, so I'm not sure how to translate it uh, in a very straightforward way. I'm not uh, that uh, of an advanced trader uh, actually. Um, but I think maybe uh, you can look on it on the, um, the proportional uh, uh, value, maybe, of the position and hedge yourself in some way. Um, yeah, may maybe this is a direction uh, uh, that, could be, that could be chosen. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things that uh, I always liked, so I, I would trade on like Thinkorswim or somewhere else, they, they give you your like global... Greek levels, right? Of how much delta you have, and, and gamma and theta as well too. So you can you can essentially build out a uh, like a market neutral portfolio if you want to, uh, in a sense. Um, I did want to ask about the 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 chain link oracles because you are taking data from another exchange, and so how do you prevent any sort of like front running where there's you know market movements that happen on Deribit uh, where you're getting the options pricing from? versus what's published on chain in the index. Uh, how, do you, how do you prevent front running there? So uh, this is a good question. In the previous version, on version three, um, we had a mechanism where um, a position, I mean, we had a whole different UI where you actually uh, had to mint or burn CVI tokens, CVI pegged index tokens in order to open your position. <clears throat> which is um, in the, the new launched version, um, it doesn't exist anymore. So you only have, uh, you, you have a more of a GMX style mechanism where you open your position. Um, so in the previous version, you had to wait between 20 to 60 minutes to get your position open, um, which was the way for us to prevent the front running. In uh, this version, we are using Chainlink's low latency oracles um, and basically, we have uh, a mechanism uh, of a smoothed graph and a real-time graph, um, and we uh, an, an execution gap. And this is how we um, basically prevent front running with this mechanism. 
Right. So you're taking the moving average of the like implied uh, volatility index from Deribit, smoothing it out a bit with some sort of like moving average and then uh, having an execution delay as well, too. But at least it's tighter than at least it's it's shorter than the V3, right? Where you had that 20 minute window. No, in in this uh, in this version, everything happens in real time. Like oh, wow. It doesn't take twenty to sixty minutes; just happen in real time. So you can open your position; you don't have to wait. Um, the only thing that happens in this version, if uh, um, if the the execution gap, the difference between the real time and the the, the smooth graph, is too big, then this execution graph prevents people for, from entering because basically uh, they will lose money on their position. Uh, so you can't really front run. You need, to, you need to wait until it fixes, like the execution gap reduces, and then you can open your position. Yeah. And so I, I know you mentioned it earlier, but right now you can only, as like a, a, a retail trader or someone who's not a market maker that you said, uh, they can only long right now. And there's market makers who are the uh, the participants who are shorting in the market. Uh, how are you guys opening up to allow for the short trading? So um, short trading um, will be available in a couple of weeks. Uh, the way that we're going to do it is basically maintain a funding fees, which will be um, I mean, they, they are dynamic now, but they will also be negative. So we, we will know how to incentivize uh, long and short positions uh, through the funding fees. So if we are missing uh, short positions, um, then we will pay funding fees for people who want to short, right? And if we want to incentivize uh, the opposite, then we'll pay the long positions and take money from the short positions. Uh, this is how it is going to, to happen. Oh, so it'll look much more like a, a regular perpetual dex where there's uh, if the price is trading above or below the index then you either have negative or positive funding yeah well basically if the amount of uh, short positions is smaller or bigger then we'll decide on what funding fees uh, you will either pay or get from the liquidity pool that's pretty cool yeah. and uh you guys are built on arbitrum right yes that's cool uh, did you receive any of the uh, STIP grants? Were you, did you take part in the vote? Yeah, we took part in the vote. I must be honest that we were uh, not in the game until uh, the very end of uh, of the vote. We were, I mean, we we prepared uh, the proposal and everything, and went for the pitch and. Uh, we were pretty innocent to, to think that the votes will happen in a very natural way, but there are a lot of politics behind the scenes, which we only understood by uh, the last days. Uh, we did get like uh, uh, like 50 or 60 million votes, but I think that we were, we were missing some absence, uh, um, like very small portion to get the grant. Having said that, I know that there is a second round, um, so we do uh, plan to um, to apply for the second round. Um, I would add to that that uh, on the arbitrum front, um, we in the in the launch of this version, we understood one thing that now a lot of arb is going to be distributed for everyone, for just you know making trades on exchanges. Um, so we, we, we understand that it will be a big incentivized for people to trade. 
Uh, we do have ARM from uh, the, the airdrop uh, because we, we are very much from uh, uh, the beginning. Um, so in the V4, we have rewards for traders, which are in ARM. Uh, so traders are uh, eligible for um, basically uh, uh, rewards for their fees. They can get, I think, up to 70% of their fees for trading in ARB and native tokens. That's pretty cool. And so you'll be able to use some of that airdrop to kind of bolster the, the pools while the while the stip is running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what we, we 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 understand where the market is uh, right now. So the APRs are crazy, and people are uh, giving away ARB. So we want to be in the same game, and we want to incentivize traders. Uh, so yeah, um, the the already launched version is with uh, the ARB rewards for traders. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on the the politics side. I mean, you really have to do a lot of outreach to find out who the delegators are or who the like our voters are, and kind of get in touch and say like, "Hey, this is our project." Like, yeah, <laughs> we could use the votes, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff is on chain doesn't mean it's not human, you know. Yeah, uh, we'll see yeah. things. This is how the game is played, and uh, but I think it's very important to uh, start learning this kind of stuff as early as uh, possible and realize it's a part of uh, like. The same game as every game yeah um, and i definitely think that uh, you'll be noticed uh, in the future especially when you say that you were already close to getting a grant without it you know yeah you say that how close were you to the quorum by the way i i think we were missing like millions uh, not something very significant but i'm not sure about the exact number we were very disappointed and we just wanted to forget because it was so close <laughs> yeah uh but we were we were extremely close uh to that but then again i i don't have any complaints this is how the world yeah. works but we 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 got the hang of it a bit late and uh yeah we'll probably be prepared uh, more for the future i would say to that that, that the opportunity to connect with a lot of uh, delegates and uh, people in the arbitral space uh was really good uh because a lot of people like what we're doing so they were discussing with us about um, about cvi and we did made connections on that front so it was positive anyway and i think that in the second hour probably be um you know be more prepared yeah amen by yes. the way Moshe, i also wanted to ask you uh, like uh, how do you guys see your uh, audience like who's the audience that you're actually uh, targeting because uh, like on like at least for the first time, uh, like the first time I heard about CVI about a year ago, uh, it really did seem like that the, you guys were after like very uh, like sophisticated uh, users. At least that's what I uh, like felt. Do you think that uh, your product currently is really more for like only for uh, like, these sophisticated users, or do you also like have like uh, something that approaches like? users kind of more like me i guess which uh, are not really uh, into uh, you know getting that maybe in a year or two or something like that but at least for now people a lot of uh, users they just want like the most basic and simple stuff just okay t tell me what uh, like where should i press this uh, button and uh, put that money here and say uh, uh, press a few enters and hopefully uh, earn some money so do you also have something well, that, uh, that is for the simpler user well, DeFi Advisor, it's one of those things where like it's it, it's a new product idea that you have to teach, right? Because implied volatility is one of those things where like the price of Bitcoin or ETH could go up and implied volatility can go down or even the price of, of ETH or BTC can go down and 
implied volatility can go down as well too. It's a really strange product that requires like a different mindset on uh, pushing into future expectations of what the price is going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I mean, this is, um, you're asking the golden question because, um, um, uh, on the, the stock market, no one needs to explain to people what VIX is and uh, who should use it, right? It's uh, everyone knows the VIX, everyone are analyzing the VIX or looking on the VIX. It's a, it's, it's like, a, um, uh, it's like, you know, it's like a Bible. You, you, people are, you know, just, just knows and understand the VIX very well. And in the crypto space, people, as I said at the beginning, they're they used to, uh, I, I think that uh, if we'll go up, how do I uh, leverage my myself yeah. uh, to the maximum and, and get the best result, like get, get most of the money out of it? And you can't really do it with CVI. I mean, you can't really just make it a product where people who want uh, uh to long if we'll go to our product and do something that we long it it's just not the same product um but what we're trying to do for this audience which is not the i i, I wouldn't say the most sophisticated audience but the the the, the not uh, uh, implied volatility educated audience what we're trying to do is educate people about it. What are the ranges? What the, the numbers represents? Like if you're a trader, um, it's not like rocket science. You can understand that. You can understand what the ranges of the CVI means. So we, we do a lot of stuff on that front uh, to try and educate the market. One of the things that we have done, for instance, because we were very close in the inner circle of the DeFi space, right? With the KOLs of the DeFi space, with people from the DeFi space. And then you either get the people who want to trade uh, the CVI or not. But we wanted to extend ourselves to a wider audience. So one of the things that we've done was to create partnerships, for instance, with the Burb Nest, right? They are a trading group. They have a lot of people that they educate how to trade. So we wanted to extend our reach to more traders and to help educate the market in a way. And then obviously to drive more audience to, to the platform. Um, but um, apart from the educational part um, um, and uh, those partnerships and things like that, we are thinking ahead of products that will use the volatility as a metric, but will be more of a, a straightforward thing for people to trade uh, um, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum or other products with the angle of volatility. So there are certain, like, the, there, there are specific things that we are uh, cooking right now and I, I don't want to expose too much. We'll probably announce something uh, uh, sooner than later. But we want to see ourselves as a house of uh, volatility products rather than just implied volatility trading uh, uh, platform. And I hope we will manage, you know, to bring those capabilities to, to bigger audience. But then again, uh, for CVI, uh, educational, the educational part for CVI is a, is a big mission and we take it very seriously. But we do try, we, we always try to bring the, the already educated people who are trading and they need this for hedging or for different strategies to bring them to the platform. This is uh, a big chunk of, of our activity right now. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that like implied volatility trading, there's like different levels of trading where like level one is just buying spot assets. Level two would be moving into like leverage, uh, you know, directional bets. 
at level three, you start to get into like uh, optionality. So, you know, taking funding rates by building delta neutral positions or trading implied volatility. Uh, and then four and five, you start to get into the really like deep parts of, of the options curve uh, trading, you know, like gamma and then uh, all, the, all the other stuff that goes along with it as well, too. Uh, and it can become extremely complicated at that point. But really, like the getting to the point where you understand implied volatility and how it works and what it means for asset prices uh, in the future is, is a really important step because, you know, trading is just not up or down. You also have the ability to think into the future to say, okay, well, how far is it going to go and and how much is this move going to be? Because if I think that the move is going to be less than what the market is pricing at, there's an option for me to make money there. And and that's really a uh, an art to be able to get to that point, to, to be able to look at these markets and say that, oh, okay, you know, we've been on a tear with Bitcoin, uh, but the implied volatility levels are like really low. Like nobody's really pricing in us having an, a, a, a prolonged pullback or some sort of uh, events that could cause a lot of volatility to come into the market. And that's where really the ability to come in and, and buy a product like CBI, or if the markets are, are you know, pumping a lot, you could sell the product at some point once you enable short. Uh, that's where the, the ability to come in and, and build these more complex strategies exists. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, 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 uh, but maybe to, to leave it with some positivity for the people who doesn't yet understand uh, volatility, you can always, <coughs> sorry, you can always look on this number and understand the value behind it. As I said at the beginning, the, 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 the value of CVI represents a price movement, the market expectations for a price movement. So you can easily calculate and if you, you divide the, the number by a square root of 12, you get uh, uh, the next month's uh, uh, predictions of the market for the moving prices of Bitcoin and Ethereum. If you think the, the number doesn't represent the, um, what, what's happening in the market like it was back in August or in September, then you, you, you can start and analyze the best way to open your position and gain from it because the market is wrong in, in a lot of the cases, right? The market thinks something, but it could be wrong in, in many cases. So understanding the, the, the index from a perspective of maybe uh, the percentages movement is maybe a one way to think of uh, how to trade uh, volatility and then the range trading. You can always look on the index itself and on the graph and understand what are the averages and where are we now, right? Uh, because it will always go to the median levels. It will always go to the middle. So if we go very low, it will go up at some point. If we go very high, it will go down at some point. So those are the very basics of implied volatility trading that uh, anyone should practice. And I recommend for everyone to add, um, we, we do have on the DEXs, we have a, a token, a CVOL, which is packed to the index. Um, the token um, is not usable enough because we still have slippage issues, uh, which will only be solved in Uniswap v4. This is why we concentrate most of, most of our efforts on the platform rather uh, than on the DEXs. But then again, I do recommend everyone to add the token to the watch list. So you can always see the price movement and, and what happened and then identify the opportunities. And it is also a good indicator on where the market is currently at, right? Um, yes. 
Wait, so you mentioned you mentioned Uniswap V4 there. Like, what what exactly is coming with that? So, um, uh, uh, we, I mean, one thing. I mean, the the um, um, I already mentioned that in the previous version we had uh, uh, the peg token. Like, you had to mint or burn the the token to open or close your position, um, and you can you could also access the token on the dexes. Um, the problem with accessing the token on the DEXs was the slippage. Mm. Um, uh, when when you are buying the token, the slippage is is um, uh, is too big, and it's not. I mean, it, it just doesn't. It does. It is not lucrative enough for traders. So with Uniswap v4, we are able to solve this um, in some ways, and uh, we intend to do it. And then. We will see if the usage on the DEXs will be big enough, then probably shift more liquidity to that front for people. Um, even though, in, in my opinion, people would probably um, uh, want to use a platform where you can actually open your position and track everything and not just you know buy a token, uh, at least for implied volatility. But then again, it's another capability that we have, and uh, I think it's a... a more than more than a, a usable product right now um it's an achievement a technical achievement but that was very hard to achieve right Moshe, i wanted to ask you about another thing about uh, govi actually because for example i think just like uh, when sam asked me at the beginning of the uh, interview like uh, how do i see uh, stuff usually and i told them that uh, mostly for me i'm uh, a different kind of investor at least for now mostly which I, uh, I'm, very, I'm very much into uh, VE uh, tokens. Uh, and I just want, the, like, the, if, if I see a protocol that I think is going to actually earn revenue, I want to see if this protocol is actually sharing its revenue with uh, its long-term uh, holders. Even if we are willing to lock it for a very long while, just for, like, uh, for example, with uh, VE tokenomics. And I'm not that familiar with ES tokenomics uh, to the same degree, but I do think, know that it uh, relies on the same uh, principle of, uh, like, uh, uh, if you're aligned with us long-term, you will have a part of the revenue. So maybe you can uh, share some uh, light about uh, that because I definitely, not financial advice, of course, everyone, but I am uh, definitely, it's the kind of token that I am looking at when I see a protocol that I think that is going to bring in a lot of revenue in the next uh, coming year, in the next upcoming years, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, so Govi is uh, obviously our governance token, and uh, you can uh, we're fully decentralized, um, and you can vote with the token. We are uh, taking every serious decision to the community, and they can vote. Um, but apart from um, um, voting with your Govi, which is a nice thing, uh, you can stake your Govi, get ES Govi, um, and then it is vested over a year. You can you you get your vested Govis. Um, but we have a very big milestone um, that we introduced in the last economics update that we've made, uh, which people are uh, very much looking forward to, uh, which is real yield. Um, and uh, we have introduced four criterias. Um, one of them, I, I don't remember all of them uh, right now. Maybe I can uh, look for it if you want. But uh, one of them is total value locked on the Theta Vault. And the others uh, um, uh, were about usage and things like that. Uh, but one of, uh, but what we have, uh, but we, what we have said that if two of 
uh, out of the four criteria will be met, we will be splitting real yields for the Govi stakers. So basically a revenue share model from the, from the fees. Some of the fees will go to the protocol. The protocol will uh, uh, split uh, the, the, the USDC, the real yield to the, to the Govi stakers. Uh, one of the four criteria uh, has already been met. So one of the criteria was the, um, the hedge data vault and the UCVI release, which was achieved uh, last Wednesday. Uh, so we are left with one out of three. And when one of them will be, will be met, then people will start earning real yield for the govi staking. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm just looking at here. So the, the four conditions are the theta vault exceeding $10 million, uh, trading volumes exceeding more than uh, half million dollars, or sorry, half million dollars on a 30-day period. And then there's also like yearly fees to the stake govi ratio and also leverage CVI and hedge vault launch as well too. Yes, I see that people are also uh, writing it on the chat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, well, we're at the top of the hour, so um, we'll wrap up here. I, re I really want to thank, really want to thank you for coming on, uh, Moshe. Learned a lot about CVI, and uh, surprised I hadn't heard of it before because I, I like it, volatility index products. And uh, it seems that you guys have really built something interesting here. So I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go check it out and, and see how the mechanics of it work and uh, maybe see about uh, what those trades back and forth can do, do some range trading. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Sam and advisor. It was great pleasure to, have, to be here. Uh, super interesting conversation. Uh, thank you. Great. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, DeFi Advisor. Thank you, Sam, for holding such a great interview, man. As yeah. always, appreciate it, man. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We have Stakewise, who is coming on to talk about their V3 launch. Uh, we also have Balancer, also coming to talk about their V3. So we got a, a big lineup this week on Wednesday. We have Chris from uh, Badger V2 coming. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we're on YouTube and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can listen to any podcast at all we're there also youtube uh and as always we're in telegram so let us know what you want to see and uh, we'll be back tomorrow thank you everybody bye folks bye bye bye, -bye.